0: Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 1, Podcast 15 in the series. A new voice of freedom. Podcast 15 is entitled "What Is Man? These podcasts all come from a series of four books written by Ronald Keith Messer, under the title "In Defence of Christianity."
1: We cannot understand man unless we first understand God, who God is and what his relationship is to man. God is a self-existent intelligence without beginning or ending. He has always existed through all the eternities. That which has life in itself cannot be created or destroyed. God has life in himself. He cannot be created or destroyed. God is the greatest of all intelligences. He is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, and though he is an individual with flesh and bones, his presence is felt throughout the universe. There is no greater intelligence than God, and there can never be a greater intelligence than God. Man is also an eternal intelligence, as old as God is. Intelligence can be defined as life, consciousness, and intelligence, with thought processes and self awareness. It must be so, else, how can we account for the existence of life or the existence of God? Something can never come from nothing. What is intelligence? Intelligence is who we are. It is what makes us unique. Intelligence must have the following attributes:
0: It must be made of matter and energy. It must have life in itself. It must have consciousness. It must have infinite potential. It must self-exist. It cannot be created or destroyed. It can have no beginning or end.
1: That, of course, leads to some fundamental questions. If intelligent life self-exists, what is man's relationship to God? Why do we refer to God as our creator? The answers are actually very simple. We must refer back to who God is, omniscient and omnipotent, all-knowing and all-powerful. God isn't an intelligence. We are intelligences. God saw the potential in us, and he wanted to make us like him. Therefore, he invited us into his kingdom. Like him, we were self-existent intelligences. But, unlike him, we were not omniscient and omnipotent. We did not have bodies. God invited us onto the path of eternal progression, the same path that gave him his godhood, that we may become like him. What other purpose would he have? Isn't that what we want for our own children? Life on earth is patterned after life in heaven. That is why we have the fifth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long on the land which thy father in heaven giveth thee. God has a body of flesh and bones. We didn't. We wanted a body of flesh and bone. To enter the kingdom of God, he first had to become the father of our spirits. In other words, we were born into his kingdom, becoming his spirit children. That means our self existing intelligence was placed in our spirit body, just as our spirit body is placed into our physical body. That also means that we have heavenly parents, just as we have earthly parents. Through birth, we were given a divine nature. That is what Peter meant when he said, 2 Peter 1, 1-4 one
0: Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust.
1: We lived with God as spirits in heaven. Even in heaven we had agency. There was a war in heaven in which Lucifer drew away a third part of the spirits. The others followed the archangel Michael who, acting under the direction of Jesus Christ, defeated Lucifer and his army, and they were cast out of heaven. Satan continued the war against God on earth. All those who were on the side of Christ were allowed the privilege of coming to earth to gain a physical body. As in heaven, we have ages here to follow God or Satan. In heaven, we had a spirit body, just like our heavenly parents. But to be like God, we also had to have a physical body. That is why God created the earth. The story of Adam and Eve is the story of how we all gained a physical body. Heavenly Father is the literal Father of our immortal spirit. Our physical bodies were created by law under the direction of Jesus Christ. Through transgression, Adam and Eve brought about the fall. Through the atonement of Jesus Christ, we may return to the presence of our Father in heaven if we choose. The primary role of Christ is to save us from our sins, to sanctify us, and to bring us back into his and our Father's kingdom where we will live forever. However, we have our agency. As in heaven, some followed Lucifer and others followed Christ. So it is on earth. Some follow Satan and some follow God. Those who follow Christ will continue on the road to eternal progression. It was Jesus Christ who created the earth. It was Jesus Christ who died for our sins. It was Jesus Christ who created us on earth. It was Jesus Christ who overcame both physical death and spiritual death and made it possible for us to be resurrected and returned to God in heaven. John tells us, 1 John 2 1 through
0: 3, Behold,
1: No one entered into God's kingdom who did not choose to enter into God's kingdom. From the very beginning, we accepted His invitation to become like Him. The first thing He did was to give us a spirit body in His image. The only way we could enter into His kingdom was through birth. God had a body, we didn't. Two fundamental laws of the universe are one, everything must be made of self existing matter, and two, Something can never come from nothing. Without those two universal truths, there would be nothing. For convenience, I shall divide matter into two classes.
0: That which is reducible, that which is irreducible.
1: Without irreducible matter, there would be no stability. Our spirit bodies, which house our intelligences, are made of irreducible matter. That means they are immortal and will never die. Our physical body is made of reducible matter. That means it is subject to age, death, and decay. God himself began as an intelligence. God is not older than we are, for that which self-exists has no beginning or end. God is simply more intelligent than we are. God did not create our intelligences, nor did he create our consciousness. Those self-exist. God organized our intelligences with our consent and created our spirit bodies to house our intelligence. If intelligence does not self-exist, you have the age-old question, Who created God? Self-existence is the only possible answer to why God exists. If it is true for God, it must be true for all intelligences. If our intelligence self exists, why do we call God our Creator? We call God our Creator because He gave us two of the greatest gifts that can be given to man. He gave us a spirit body in his image to house our eternal intelligence. God is the father of our spirits in the same way that our earthly parents are the parents of our flesh. That means that we have both a mother and a father in heaven. Marriage is an eternal ordinance. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, who were married by God under eternal covenant, were modeled after our heavenly parents. That is how we were created in the image of God. Everything on earth models heaven. The differences between us and God are glory, intelligence, and power. The difference is so vast that we cannot comprehend it. No mortal can comprehend God. In fact, in our fallen state, we could not endure the presence of God. The entire purpose of Christ is to sanctify and to prepare us to return to God's presence. John further adds,
0: And every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure.
1: In other words, we would not be able to endure his presence unless we were sanctified by Christ. God gave us a physical body in the same form as our spirits, which means both our spirit body and our mortal body are in the image and likeness of God. Because of the fall of Adam, man fell under the law of justice. He was cut off from the presence of God, meaning he suffered a spiritual death and a physical death. A spiritual death doesn't mean the spirit dies. The spirit is immortal and can never die. It means it is separated from God. A physical death means that the physical body is separated from the spirit body, the one mortal, the other immortal. The physical body, which is subject to entropy, turns back to the dust. Through the atoning sacrifice of Christ, Christ overpowered the law of justice and instituted the law of mercy. Through Christ, God gave us two more gifts, equal in importance to the first two mentioned above.
0: Gift one, the resurrection which reunites our body with our spirit, never to be separated.
1: That, of course, means that a tremendous change must come over our body. It is changed from a reducible state to an irreducible state, or from a mortal state to an immortal state, meaning it is as immortal as the Spirit. The resurrection is unconditional, meaning that all the descendants of Adam and Eve, regardless of the life they lived or the choices they made, will be resurrected.
0: Gift 2. The Gift of Eternal Life with God.
1: This gift, however, is conditional. We can only be saved in the kingdom of God if we choose to follow the commandments of God and endure to the end. If we do not choose to keep the commandments of God, we will still be resurrected, but we will not be allowed to live in the presence of God. We will inherit a kingdom based on the laws we chose to live. As Paul says, there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. The glory of the sun refers to what Paul calls the third heaven in second Corinthians Paul tells us
0: second corinthians twelve two through four I knew a man in Christ about fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter.
1: The third heaven, compared to the light of the sun, is where God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ live. It is the heaven that all Christians aspire to. We have always existed as intelligences or conscious beings. Aware of self and of our environment, our life makes no sense. The essence of life must self exist without beginning or end. We are eternal beings moving through different spheres of law organized by God to bring about our eternal progression. One of the most important attributes of our progression is free will, which is inherent in intelligence but made possible by law, which gives each of us our agency. Free mortal life is one sphere, mortal life is another sphere, and post-mortal life is still another sphere. Each sphere has its own set of laws acting independently so that there is no sphere of our existence that does not support free will and advance agency. Everything is governed by law. We can rise no higher than the laws we obey. There is no time in our lives that we are not held accountable for our actions. Man may assault our freedom and control some of our actions, but he can never control our agency. Agency may be forfeited, but it can never be stolen. The entire effort of Satan is to take away our agency and rob us of our free will. The entire effort of God is to restore our agency and advance our free will. Anything that attacks free will and agency is inspired of Satan. Anything that protects our free will and agency is of God. Because something cannot come from nothing, life cannot come from non life. Our spirit body, which was created by God, is in the express image of God. Our immortal spirit body contains our immortal intelligence, just as our physical body contains our immortal spirit. That which we call self always existed. We are all eternal intelligences with eternal potential. God created equality in two ways.
0: One, by giving us immortal spirits in His image.
1: We are of royal birth, with a divine heritage, each equal to the other. That was the first stage in our eternal progression. What we make of it is up to us.
0: Two, by giving us complete sets of laws, acting independently, so that we may choose for ourselves.
1: We can rise no higher than the laws we obey. Regardless of the limitations of earthly laws and nature's dissolving vicissitudes, each of us, through God's divine plan and everlasting grace, may, if we choose, reach the potential of our eternal intelligence. God represents the highest that intelligence can reach, omniscient. God represents the highest that power can reach, omnipotent. He made it possible through the grace of Christ for us to become like Him. Otherwise, why has God gone to so much trouble in our behalf? God created a plan that, through obedience to law, we may all become as He is, full of light and truth. That which is eternal is irreducible. Our physical bodies are made of mortal matter, which melts back into the liquefaction of the elusive life of temporal mortality and will remain so until the power of Christ brings about our immortal resurrection, making our physical bodies as immortal as our spirits and as everlasting as our intelligences. We are more akin to immortality than we are to mortality. What is man is at the heart of liberty. To understand liberty, we must understand who we really are. James calls God the Father of Light. We are his children. We are the lights, and He is our Father. He created our spirits in His image. We are spirits made of light and truth. God, our Creator, gave us bodies of flesh and blood to house our immortal spirit bodies, which were also created in His image. God placed our self-existent intelligences into our immortal spirits, just as He placed our immortal spirits into our mortal bodies, thus creating the soul of man. We came from eternity, and we will return to eternity. Freedom is a thing of the flesh, just as liberty is a thing of government. But agency and free will are gifts of God given to all men and women equally, and governed, protected, and perfected by law. But the choice whether or not to obey the laws of God is ours alone. God will not force us into heaven. That goes against the law of agency. Natural laws and the laws of man give us freedom, but only spiritual laws gives us agency and free will. Potential self exists in all intelligences, but agency and free will can only be expanded through obedience to the laws of God. All laws of God increase our free will, the scriptures say.
0: Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty.
1: Only the Spirit can discern good from evil when directed by the Holy Ghost. There's the natural man, and there is the spiritual man. Both must be nourished. But if the natural man takes over the spiritual man, then progression ceases. King David said, The body goes to the dust of death. Shakespeare shortened it to dusty death. We have temporal laws, and we have spiritual laws. Temporal laws govern the flesh, but spiritual laws govern the spirit. We must obey temporal laws or death comes before its appointed time. We must obey spiritual laws to enjoy the eternal perfection of spiritual laws. In no other way can we reach our potential.